So friends, we begin uh, another Lenten season together, and some have commented that Lent 2020 never ended, and that we've been suffering ever since Lent began last year. And so I would say that we have endured a lot over the last year, and so maybe you can be a little gentler on yourself this Lent with anything that you take on. Uh, you've been through a lot. but. Lent every year is an opportunity. It's a privileged time. It's part of the rhythm of the liturgical year in which we're invited to take seriously that which is meant to help us to grow in, in faith. Ultimately, Lent is about clearing out space in our heart for a greater love of God and neighbor. Right? That's, that's what Lent's all about, is clearing out space in our heart for deeper union with God and for greater love, greater love of neighbor. That's the essence of the Christian life. Those are the two greatest commandments. And the, the practices and the disciplines of Lent are meant to increase the capacity in our heart for those things. We start Lent every year by imprinting on your foreheads here in a few moments that which we will be reduced to and disintegrate into in our death. And it seems kind, of, seems kind of morbid. Like we put ashes on you, and all you came out for that tonight. I'm not sure what you were thinking, you know? I think you did it at the end of the day so you don't have to wear it around the whole day, right? The people who came at noon today, they had, they had to wear it all, all day. But think about it. We imprint on your forehead that which you will be reduced to and disintegrate into in your death. Yippee. But that's kind of the point. The line we will say when we do it is, remember you are dust, and unto dust you shall return. The same words that God uses in Genesis 3 to describe one of the punishments of the fall, that you will die. We rejected the immortality of the garden. And so we will die. This day is kind of a reminder that we're mortal. That our life will come to an end. That our time on this earth is limited. That we will meet Christ in judgment. And therefore it's a call to spend our lives on this earth in meaningful ways. In ways committed to love of God and love of neighbor. So it has, Ash Wednesday has a morbid dimension to it. But it's only meant to enkindle within us a desire to reform desire to change the course and trajectory of our lives and fill it with love of God and neighbor. Every year on Ash Wednesday, we read that passage that we just heard from, uh, from the Sermon on the Mount from Jesus. And Jesus' call for fasting, prayer, and almsgiving. Right? It's three practices that have become sort of the centerpiece of our, our practices during the Lenten season. And there's a lot that could be said about all of them. In fact, uh, this Lent, my homilies on the weekend, I'm going to do kind of a series and focus on prayer, fasting, and almsgiving in much deeper, deeper ways. But tonight I just want to mention one little reflection on each of them, right? Which, and this is based off Pope Francis's letter at the beginning of the Lent, which he uh, released a few days ago. And he ties each one of the disciplines of Lent to one of the three theological virtues. 
faith, hope, and love. Right? The things which St. Paul says are the greatest things, the most important things in the world. Right? And Pope Francis says, fast and prayer and almsgiving are meant to cultivate within us those virtues. So he ties fasting to faith. He says when we fast, we forfeit something of the created world, often which is good. But we, we forfeit it, we fast from it, in order to remind us that we do not live on bread alone, as Jesus will say to the devil, that we're not totally filled and satisfied by created things. That yes, created things are a gift and to be enjoyed, but in the final analysis, the only thing that ultimately satisfies and filled us is the one who created us. And so we fast to remind ourselves, it's an act of faith, according to Pope Francis. It's an act of faith that says, you know what? I can deny myself this because this is not the ultimate ground of my worth. This is not the ultimate ground of my happiness, this created pleasurable thing. No, God is the ultimate ground of my happiness. God is the one who ultimately satisfies me, not this created thing. And so Pope Francis says, by fasting, we constantly put before us a disposition of faith in, we're, in which we're making sure that God is the center of our life and not some other created thing. Pope Francis ties prayer to hope that often we are in the present, we are often kind of overwhelmed with the seriousness of life and overwhelmed with all of the difficulties and things that are going on in our lives and in the world. And it's only when we pause for some interior reflection that we can see things from God's point of view. That's what prayer is meant to do. It's to be able to pause and to reflect with God and to see things from God's point of view, not just from our point of view. And it's often only in that interior silence and prayer that we can see the illuminating and clarifying light that there is a path forward. That's what Pope Francis means by hope. That there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. That it's in prayer that we get this really deep, convicted sense that I'm going to be okay no matter what happens in the future. That's what hope is. Hope is faith projected into the future. It's the sense that I can actually endure anything that comes my way because I have this firm foundation in the peace and serenity of Jesus Christ. That I can deal with everything that comes my way because I have a firm grasp on hope that God will be with me and sustain me no matter what comes my way in the future. And so Pope Francis says prayer is meant to help us to cultivate hope this season. Finally, and probably the most natural connection, is almsgiving is meant to uh, help us to develop the virtue of charity, of love. Almsgiving is giving away some of our things, right? And not just in terms of financial or possessions, but in the ability to serve others, of going out of our way to serve. And so I would invite you, uh, in all of the busyness of your schedules, to find some time to do something outside of your schedule that's not for your resume, that's not for requirements for some org that you're in, right? To find a way to serve others this Lent in a way that you don't normally do it, 
right? Maybe you don't have a ton of money to throw it at the poor or the church, so we always would take your money, of course. Uh, but I know you don't have any money. But you don't, maybe, don't, maybe not have a ton of money, right, to throw around at the poor, but you certainly have your time and your talents to be able to give away. And that cultivates within us, right, the spirit of, of charity. Jesus says we should do all of these things without letting basically our right hand know what our left hand is doing. In other words, we should do these things because they're the right thing to do, not because, first and foremost, that they enhance my resume or that I get credit for a class. We should strive to cultivate a spirit in which we do these things uh, because we're, we're striving to live out uh, the call and mission of Jesus. Friends, I always say on Ash Wednesday that uh, Jesus doesn't believe in busy work. I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, I, I couldn't stand teachers that gave busy work. Work. Now, I thought all work was busy work because I didn't want to do any of it. But, but you do know the difference between work that's more directly connected to the content of the course than that which the teacher is just giving you because they didn't know what to do for their lesson plans, and so they just make you do this assignment. Jesus never does that. If he tells us, as he does in the Sermon on the Mount, right? if you want to be a disciple and you want to strive toward holiness, you've got to pray fast and give alms. He's not saying that because he wants to make our life miserable. He's not saying that because those things are utterly disconnected from our full flourishing as a human being and, and as a disciple of Jesus. He's saying that precisely because those are exactly what we need to grow in our faith. That those are exactly what we need, those practices, to help us to cultivate deeper union with God and more radical love of neighbor. Jesus does not believe in busy work. And so this Lent, let's put into practice these, these uh, disciplines of Lent, whatever they look like for you, right? Whatever they look like for you. But let's strive uh, to take this Lent seriously. These 40 days are an opportunity, a privileged time to continue to grow in our faith. And as Pope Francis says, to cultivate and to develop the virtues of faith, hope, and love.